Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Hey, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here that I'm excited about. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you guys are in for a real treat. Marcy Luna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We are happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests, and that has been making sure that all the listeners are on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most that they can out of this conversation. Uh, and so for all those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Oh, great question. I know exactly what I do. And um, <laughs> really, it's about changing people's lives and helping them change their own lives. I'm an exercise physiologist. I've studied uh, nutrition and eating behavior, which is a psychology piece. And I'm a high performance coach. So my whole goal and my whole purpose in life has been to help people feel better in the bodies they're in. And now more than ever, it is really about changing the conversation about self-care and about weight loss and about being fit and happy and healthy and how possible that is, um, even if you do all the other stuff. And so it's like getting the struggle out of the way. That's the number one excuse, isn't it? Yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time is a really big excuse. I've heard less of it since the whole high intensity interval thing came out because then the answer is just like, oh, awesome. Just go really hard for 10 minutes. And then you right. have to realize that actually I don't feel like it. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, Because that's, that's what makes it an excuse, right? At the end of the day, mm -hmm. even, even if it's not 10 minutes, even if it's an hour workout you have to do, every person has time for even a full hour workout if you actually make time for it, right? I mean, if you think about how no much doubt. time well, you're watching TV, I mean, that's, that's less, less than a movie. Right? Yes. People watch movies, even really busy what? people. <laughs> How much time does anybody spend on Facebook? How much time does anybody exactly. spend on Instagram watching Netflix? There's no doubt. So it's never about the time. I mean, we're all busy, right? There's not a like, oh, you have all the time in the world. It's just what you choose to do with your time. And when you really distill it down, at some point I realized people don't show up for their workout. Let's say that one. Because if you, it's, they don't feel like it. They don't want to. There's some block about not wanting to. It's going to get uncomfortable. It's going to get hard. It don't, I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. It, I don't feel like it. And so my work for the past, I don't know, I've been teaching fitness for 30 years now. And um, man, I've, I've really seen and heard a lot of, of amazing journeys in this field. And my real work in the last, I'd say, uh, 10 years has been leaning so much harder into helping people understand what gets in their way of showing up for what they want in their lives. And that's really the direction I've taken it. 
Oh yeah. And it really comes down to having that clarity because especially for busy people that throw out that excuse of not having time, it's, I mean, it's really because if you have, it's like, if you have made a little time, right. If a lot mm-hmm. of your time is spent elsewhere, then for a lot of people, myself included for the longest time, like working mm-hmm. out is not the top of my priority list for what I want to spend my limited free mm-hmm. time doing. You know what I mean? I'm going to veg out on the couch or yeah. do something else. I'm not going to yeah. you know, work out. No, yeah. And so not to minimize it at all. Like it is a real thing to figure out. And honestly, I think the work is in figuring out how to make it work. And the flip side of that is if you don't make it a consistent part of your life. And and right now I'm just talking about exercise because that's where we are. But I always say exercise mimics life and exercise is an opportunity to access how you want to feel, to access things about yourself that you don't even realize exist. So it kind of makes sense that a lot of people don't want to exercise because they don't want to face that. They don't want to feel that. They don't want to feel the discomfort of what it feels like to get up and move after having been sitting on the couch for six months, for a year, for two years. So it, it can be really a struggle to get up and start. Um, but the real, the real value is in understanding what's on the other side, where we get stuck is in how it's going to feel in the next moment. And the magic is in, man, what if I did this consistently for the next two months? Like, how would that feel? Six months. How would I feel then? Because when you exercise, you change over 9,000 molecules in your body and you start changing the way your muscles are actually an endocrine organ. They change your hormonal profile. And I don't just mean hormones like estrogen and testosterone, but I mean, you release hormones. They have a chemical that they found, we call it the happy hormone in the brain that the hormone of hope. So it's like you, you, so many amazing things happen when we get out of the, you know, like we, we get over the wall, I call it skipping. I'll come back to that, but you get over the wall of what it's going to feel like and, and how you don't feel like it. And you start just taking a step forward and a step forward and you feel better. I have a Marcyism that energy breeds energy. So you start moving and then it's easier to move. It's easier to move. You want to do more. You want to do more. You have a better life, you know? Yeah. So I don't want to miss coming back to skipping, but one of the the ways that I um, that I think about exercise when I don't feel like it, because trust me, the struggle is real for me too. You know, there are days that I'm just like, oh, I just don't, I you know, and I'm busy and my head's in so many different places, and how do I, you know, time it so that I can fit it in? And skipping. So you just think about, okay, if I don't do it, I know how I'm going to feel all day. Like it's just sort of the feeling like not a lot of energy. If I just spend 20 minutes and go for a run, like in 20 minutes, I could be back here. I'm on the other side of it. And the rest of my day is better. My day isn't just better because I feel better because I have a little more energy. My day is better because all day long, I have this little, like, you did that. You did that. You did that. Right. Like when you don't exercise, what happens? Like what, when you think like, oh, I should exercise. And then you don't, What's your mental like story that you tell yourself all day? Yeah, exactly. I should it's have really done powerful that. I should have done having, that. Yeah, I mean, having that knowledge that you did it, right? Because I think that's a, where a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of bleh feeling comes from when you don't work out. It's like everyone knows that they should. And I, I honestly hate the word mm-hmm. should, right? I do too. Like I really don't like it. 
But, right, the, like yeah. exercise is something that really is very healthy, both mentally and physically, yeah. for everyone to do at least, you know, a few times a week or whatever. And mm -hmm. like, for sure. Yeah. And so, like, they're, and everyone knows that. I mean, everyone knows as a human mm -hmm. being, if you have the ability to move, you know mm -hmm. that moving feels better than not moving. And so, you're, you know, in the back of your mind, right? Like, you know, it in the back of your mind. Today. Yes. And then if you don't, yes. then you kind of feel bleh. Well, the whole should game, like I, sh I should do that. I should do that. Like that feels so heavy to me. Cool. I don't know about you or any of you listening, but like when I think I should do that or you think I'm supposed to exercise, it just feels like, ugh. but yeah. when you think about like what's available to me, if I show up for this, when I exercise, you know, when you sweat, you sweat out toxins that your body doesn't need. Your body doesn't want you breathe out. It's like a reset. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable. Sometimes, you know, I've been working at being able to run again. I had an injury and I was out from running for a while. And so it's been a weirdly slow process and really uncomfortable. And so I start running and I'm like, oh my goodness, like everything kind of hurts. And it's, it's just this, this mental game of, I'm just working out, I'm working it out. And then, you know, after a little while, I, if I don't stop because I'm like, oh, it's too uncomfortable. I loosen up and I feel a little bit better. And then like, it feels hard because I'm uncomfortable, but I'll tell you that I think harder is to feel the effects of not exercising for year after year after year and the chronic disease states that we have and the, the, the challenges of feeling it's not just a lack of energy, but it's a lack of, of like mental vibrancy. I, I will challenge anybody that, that, um, they, you will show up better for your work, for your family, for your relationships, for your fun. You will show up as another level of yourself if you work out consistently. You're leaving something on the table if you're not working out. And it's just a fact. Like it, it really is. I can't think of any, and I don't mean you have to go nuts and do some extreme thing. But if you are consistently showing up for that reset, that recharge, that refueling of your brain and, and like, it's, it actually creates neurogenesis, like new brain, like your nervous system, brain cells, and just amazing stuff happens from working out. If you have one tool to help you feel better and um, like stave off disease, it would be exercise. That's the one I would hand out for free. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah. true. I mean, that's, you know, modern medicine is incredible, but having a healthy lifestyle and moving your body and eating right, that is one of the best ways to set, to set yourself up for success in just oh, the world of health yeah. and fitness, honestly. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like, too, there's a big problem. And this, I'm sure, is a, a whole other conversation. Uh, but I think there's a problem, too, of like people think of working out and eating right as being able to get these like washboard abs, mm -hmm. super slim, you know, figure yeah. or whatever. And it's like, well, that's not yeah. really what we're talking about. We're talking about being healthy. We're talking about being able to move. Yeah. Like that's not, you kind of have to starve yourself to get those like washboard abs. You know what I mean? Like having well, that that's low like body fat. a different goal. Right. And, and yeah. the question I would have for anyone who is like kind of resistant to the whole, like, Oh, I don't want to hear this thing again because you know it's like a shaming thing like when you should yourself you're kind of shaming yourself like oh you should and you didn't like shame on you 
get rid of that. Like there's just no place for that. And instead it's like, what is the resistance? Like, let's just take a look at that. And this is really where life gets interesting. When you look at the identity you have of yourself, like, you know, some people have this identity of, I'm just not an exerciser. Like, I just don't do that. And there are probably other pockets that we have that identity of, I am this, or I'm not that. And when it comes to health and taking care of yourself, that identity is pretty strong, right? We, we really show up for who we think we are. And if you tell yourself you're not an exerciser, you're going to back it up with all the evidence of how you're not an exerciser and prove it. So um, it's, it's really about a different kind of work. You know, it's, it's not about knowledge. It's really not. I've worked with so many people who are like, you know, I know what to do. And then you feel bad about yourself because you're not doing it. And that's, that is the exact place. Like that pocket is where I love to work because that's where change happens. That's where motivation happens. That's where we can start transforming your, like your life, your whole, like literally your life. And I say this from a place of, of real awareness of the number of diseases that we have that people struggle with. I don't think um, anybody would really actively choose to feel the way it feels. We've just adapted to the way it feels to be chronically disease in a disease state versus feeling vibrant and energetic and better, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's yeah. true. And that's it. If you're willing to, you know, realize the fact that feeling, you know, bad all the time is definitely not normal. Uh, you realize they need mm-hmm. to make a change, um, but not in a, you know, not in a way of comparing yourself to others, just, I guess, comparing yourself mm-hmm. to your past self, you know, it's not about that comparison and which leads to, to shooting yourself, which is never fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to yeah. uh, shift gears a little bit and ask you, mm-hmm. So as, as coaches and entrepreneurs, oftentimes we teach what we most need to learn, right? And so mm-hmm. have you always been in the world of fitness or did something happen that made you, you know, want to change directions and move in that way? Cause you said you were, you've been in it yeah. for like 30 years. Um, mm-hmm. so, but I was curious to, to know what the motivation was. Yeah. Um, this is a, a true story of purpose and passion. Uh, when I was in college, I, um, I used to, I used to, I did athletics when I was in high school and then, um, I shifted to non-competitive. I hated competing. And, um, so I started teaching group exercise. We called it aerobics back in that day at my college. And I started running the faculty staff aerobics program. And I remember the day I made that decision because it was a scary one. You think about committing to something and I'm like, do I want to commit to being the one that has to show up? You know, I can't, no longer can I say like, I don't feel like it tonight because now it's going to be my job. And I decided to go for it and I did it. And in the faculty staff program, uh, there was a bunch of, it was mostly staff, a bunch of, to me as a 20, you know, one year old, they seemed so old, but a bunch of older women. And at the end of my senior year, a woman named Donna came up to me and she said, Marcy, I want you to know that you've changed my life. And she was quiet. She was in the back of the room. Like, you know, this wasn't somebody I had a great like relationship with. And I, and it just, here I am telling you this story. This is how much it meant to me. And I was like, wow, that is so meaningful. And she said, yeah, my husband and I were really struggling in our marriage and neither of one of us felt good. Like we didn't want to do anything anymore. We both, our health was declining. 
and we didn't, we just, we weren't interacting, like nothing was happening um, that felt like we were living. And I started doing your class and I showed up consistently and I've lost over 10 pounds. My husband started working out. And just from that, we started interacting differently and it has completely changed my life. And I've never looked back. That is an incredible story because that, that's really, I mean, that's what the power of exercise is, you know what I mean? And, and, and living healthy and healthy. It's yeah. that, that is an incredible story. And I think that's a story that I'm sure has repeated itself many times since you started doing this. It has. And you asked me as well, like my own journey in this and no question. I've had my own experiences. I had an eating disorder when I was in college and after I graduated and really struggling through that, which had nothing to do with, um, you know, like I said, like exercise, it's not about the exercise. My eating disorder wasn't about any, it was about controlling my life and figuring out what was acceptable for me to express in my life and who I am. And, um, and I learned from that, that, no matter how thin I got, I still brought myself with me. So the real work was in healing myself. It had nothing to do with something outside of myself. It was about what was inside of myself. So I've always had this real um, compassion for people and their struggles and struggles with food and struggles with their choices and their journey. Um, Cause I'm right there with you. Like, like we're all on this journey to of like self-discovery and exploration. How can we have this more abundant, amazing experience in life. And no question of a big piece of that is how we exist in our bodies. And, and I know so many women in particular, but for sure men who feel just like trapped in a body that they don't like, that they don't feel good in. And yet they're so exhausted and so um, like stressed that it feels just like another thing to pile onto the plate of insult. And so to get out of that just feels like a lot of heavy lifting. And um, I just, I really feel for that. You know, I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's having a, you know, hot body and being skinny and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is yet another example of I'll be happy when, right? Oh, and that's, amen. it's mm -hmm. just like, that's not how that yeah. works. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, if you have a goal for yourself, for your body, that's great. And yeah, it feels mm -hmm. better to be thin and, you know, feel like you're mm -hmm. attractive than you feel like really fat or whatever. But mm -hmm. at the same, but it's, but the happiness and feeling good about yourself comes not from that, but it's something you have to work alongside with that. You know what I mean? Because then yes. the problem, oh my gosh, yeah, because yeah, then the problem is if you keep, you know, if you don't work on yourself, then you never stop. And then you have, mm -hmm. you know, situations like an eating disorder where you just keep getting thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner forever uh, mm -hmm. until you end up in the hospital or something like that. Because like, that's yeah. not, it, you realize at a certain point, like it does it, you don't automatically feel better about yourself if you're skinny. Yes. And, you know, I want to add on to that, that it is a tool to beat ourselves up with. And I, I call it the diet cycle. It's a, and I don't know, maybe that's a term already, but it's, but this is what I call it. So it's like, you know, you go on a diet because you're frustrated and you, and you want to get out of the, out of the body you're in. And so you're looking outside of yourself and you're going to buckle down and do the metrics, right. And you're going to count, right. You know, the calories, the points or whatever. And then at some point it doesn't work. And so you're always like one step away from failure, right. You're one scale session away from a bad day or failing. And 
that like tightrope to walk on is just torture. So why would you want to go back to that? And then, you know, at some point you fall off of that diet cycle, but it's, it's when you fall off of that diet cycle and you start like doing the things you want to do again, it's a tool to feel bad about yourself. Like I didn't do it right. I failed. I'm gaining weight again. I got to go back on that diet. How distracting is that? How much does that take away from you just showing up like full on for your life, for your, like the people you love, like the, your dreams, your hopes. It's such a distracting tool of self-sabotage and, and it has been handed to us, you know, by the diet industry, by the weight loss industry, by the food industry, by like, you know, the, the whole thing. And, and it, it feels like a trap really, and a way to just stay small. So like, absolutely looking outside of yourself as the goal. When I get there, then I'll have the feelings. It's exactly the thing I always, um, I want to flip it on its head. How about if we start feeling better and then start showing up for what you want? How do you want to feel in your life? What does that look like? What does your life look like if you are feeling happy, fit, and healthy? Like, what things are you doing? That's where I start with people, and um, it's an amazing journey. And it and it does take work. It's a different kind of work, right? It's this real self inquiry work, but it changes everything. And then you match that up with the habits and tools to help your physiology feel better. Things as simple as drinking enough water, you know, being underhydrated causes fatigue. Then you don't feel like it for exercise. Like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things besides just, you don't have the willpower, you don't have the drive. And yet we get caught in beating ourselves up. And, um, I just think there's a lot of loss of vibrancy in life and possibility for people and gifts that people have that they don't share with the world or with their own families because they're they're caught in the shame cycle oh yeah yeah no that's that's yeah. very true and that's it's so interesting there's so much more to it than that and it's 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 possible to have you know losing weight and exercise being just that you know just a mm-hmm. small part of your day where you keep in mind you know mm-hmm. you're not eating you know three thousand calories a day or whatever uh to mm-hmm. lose weight and then like you know it'll it'll work out it'll happen eventually and you just move your body and but people yeah. there's so much there's so much more to it than that for a lot of people unnecessarily, you know, yes. I mean? and that's what, that's what leads to all yes. the problems. And if you're able to work on yourself and be confident in yourself and happy um, yes. throughout the entire process. Yes. Then, no you know, question. Oh my gosh. Then you I feel mean, all that much a, better when you are confident. Yes. Body. I like, I am such a sucker for feeling good. Like I, I hate the way I feel when I get a horrible night's sleep. I don't like the way I feel if I just ate a bunch of fried food. I don't, I don't like that. So I want to feel better. And you know what, when I, when I was being very restrictive about what I was eating and I wasn't drinking and I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, when I was in college, I like what I, I was not having fun and I wasn't fun. And, and I was like, but I'm doing it right. And no, I like, what? Like you just, life is here to have more fun. We're so serious about everything we do. Like we're so rigid with ourselves and like the more stressed out we are, the more we're succeeding. And it just is such like, like bring more fun into it. You know, I love craft beer. I love chocolate. Like do you know, do I have it every day? No. Cause I don't feel good <laughs> every day, but yes, on a Friday night, I'm having a craft beer and I am enjoying every bit of it. And I'm having fun. 
So exactly. it's the balance, right? It's always great to hear because there are a lot of fitness influencers who are like, you eat a piece of pizza and you're screwed. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Like, no, <laughs> no. I am never, no. I, I just flat out refuse to give up pizza. Like, I don't care don't how fat I am or whatever. Like, I'm not doing that. Here's the thing, though, Evan. If you have pizza and you're thinking to yourself, I got to start that diet, like, screw it, I'm having the pizza. You're on your fifth piece of pizza because you got to eat it now because you're about to stop having pizza like forever more exactly. for the near future. And that is just like one, you're not having fun. You're being rebellious and like, you know, stressed. It's yeah, stressful. There's, something to, there's something else to it that makes it stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what about just like, hey, I'm having pizza today. And guess what? Like on the flip side of that, you know what I would do? If I had, I would just be like a little more intentional about what I'm eating the next day. Like, it's just this balance. And if it's just no big deal, I just had some pizza and I'm moving on with my life and I'll feel better tomorrow if I get up and exercise before I start my day. Like, what's going to feel better is really, honestly, the the primary question. What's going to help exactly. me feel the best today so I can enjoy it? That's exactly. always my question. <laughs> I love that. And it's really true. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, and if, especially when it comes to losing weight, it's mostly about calories anyway. And then, you know, Ooh. as far as the quality of the food. I'm gonna challenge that. I'm oh, going to challenge that. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. Give it to me. Give yeah. It to me. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you because that is what we've been taught, right? Like it's all calories in and calories out. We are complex biochemistry. So when you try to distill it down to a math equation, it makes us look at like, we're counting stuff. Like I'm counting my calories. I'm counting my points. I'm counting my macros. And then it, 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 that's not the whole story. Do you know that your stress hormones prevent you from losing weight an increase in cortisol. Your primary stress hormone is directly linked in multiple studies to an increase in belly fat. There's a study of, um, adolescent overweight boys. They put one group on a stress reduction program and the other one, they just let them be no diet, no exercise. The stress reduction group lost weight, significantly uh, amount of weight. And then a group of dieters, adults, one group got a stress reduction program. The other didn't stress reduction. People lost twice as much weight. They're having the same calories, right? So it's so much more, more about like managing your biochemistry as in a bigger picture in all the ways that feel good versus like, I'm going to count. I'm going to get it right. So it's just, um, it's more complex than, than we let it when you don't sleep well, like I was mentioning, I don't feel good. This happened to me yesterday. You crave more foods. Think about it. When you don't have a good night of sleep, how, what kinds of foods do you eat? Right? We tend to create, crave more carbohydrate rich foods and there's a whole stress mechanism behind that. So uh, you, I mean, your stress hormones are elevated when you don't sleep enough or sleep well. So there's, there's a lot to it. And it's like, the better you feel, the better you feel. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and it takes away the counting. If I, how do you feel when you've had a great night's sleep better? <laughs> like just, yeah. So when you feel better yeah. with that, then you have more energy to like do the things you want to do during the day, which might include exercise. You're more motivated. You're more on point. So there's a lot of like the little lifestyle habits that we can beat ourselves up with and be like, I should do this and I should do that. And I'm not, and I suck and I'm the, and just getting rid of all that and, and showing up for it step-by-step doesn't mean it's just simple and easy. I don't, I don't want to minimize 
the the kind of effort it takes to start really intentionally showing up but it's not about like going on another diet counting more calories being hard on yourself saying i should all of that oh yeah oh yeah and there we're definitely i mean you know as humans we're definitely very complex creatures and there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot to it um i mean calories are a part of it because that's just how energy and fat works you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but it definitely yes. i mean if you're stressed out you're probably going to eat way more and if you eat mm-hmm. way more you're probably going to put on weight because your body only burns a certain amount of calories a day adding on then what you exercise right. with and if there's extra well, it's got to go question. somewhere yes and and the question that i always ask is like how many calories are you burning how do you know how many calories you're burning and if you right. are in a, if you're on a diet and on a semi-starvation diet, your metabolism is slowing down and your appetite hormones are going up. Well, that sounds hard. Exactly. So, so then you're going <laughs> to probably, you're going to eat more and you're going to burn less. That's and so right. you're going to end up, and, yeah, yeah, so you're going to end up gaining weight. And I think a lot of people too, like the, the dark side to thinking about it in terms of calories is that like people think maybe a Friday night, like you said, maybe they have a beer or something like that and their mm-hmm. calories in that. And maybe you end up, let's say, just just like to make it easy to talk about, let's say someone wants to eat 2,000 calories a day. And mm-hmm. let's say they end up eating 2,500 calories on a Friday because they go a little mm-hmm. bit hard on the pizza. Well, they're going to be like, oh, God, now I'm going to get super fat. And like, well, no, mm-hmm. it's a much more long-term game than that. I mean, it's the same reason why if you, let's say, you're, you know, your goal is 2,000 and you eat, you know, 1,500 calories one day. It's not like you're going to wake up the next day and be a pound down. You know what I mean? That's like right. it's in the same. It it works the yes. same on the other side as well. And there's so much more to it than that. Like you're saying, if your metabolism is. is slow. You burn less. If you're stressed out because you slept bad, you eat more. And it's just yep. like there's a lot more to it than sitting down, yeah. and taking out yes. your notepad and being like, okay, "This was this many calories. This was this many calories." I know, and it and it's. I think it's hard to wrap your head around because a lot of the, the value of the calorie thing is it feels like something we can control right? Okay. I know I did this right. I had the right amount of calories. And so it feels somehow safe. Like I've got it. I can control it. And what I'm talking about is like, let's look at how you're sleeping. Let's look at how you're taking care of yourself in these other ways. And it's not looking at like counting a number. And so it feels a little like uncertain, but I'm willing to that. If you focus on that other stuff, it's like the calories kind of count themselves. And like you don't exactly. in that like you don't you're not counting the calories, but like you naturally yeah. eat less because you feel better and you're more energetic. You're more in tune with what your body wants. So yeah. you know the thing you just described. If you ate 2,500 calories one day because you had fun and you went out, um, your body actually releases your fat cells release a hormone called leptin, which is the opposite of the hormone that slows down your metabolism and it elevates your metabolism and it decreases your appetite. So if you're actually paying attention you're probably less hungry the next day because your body is actually trying to keep you at a safe level of fatness in in a nutshell. So like your body is constantly fluctuating, trying to keep you alive. That's all your body knows. Your body has no idea if there's food around the corner and you're choosing not to eat it, or if you're in a famine and there's no food available. So it's going to immediately like batten down the hatches and make it easier for you to survive. A, a famine oh yeah and that, if we yeah, were a lot you know if we were just in the wild then having a little bit of fat is honestly kind of a good thing so it makes sense that that oh, would be difficult to you know get rid of yes it. yes i mean having lived through 
that experience, um, you know, I was a, a superstar in the nineties with fat free everything. And fat is an essential nutrient. Like we, we have to get it from food. That's what it means to be essential. And our bodies need it. Like your cells, your cell membranes, there, there are many functions of fat for our, our brains in particular. Um, but if we don't eat fat, we don't get what we need. And the essential fats are, are you know, like the healthier fats. It's not about like, awesome. I'm just going to go eat a bunch of wings, but it's, it's eating the foods that support your body and nourish your body. And they have a whole thing on fiber, like the, the least sexy thing to talk about, but fiber being just such a, a key ingredient to a healthy microbiome, which actually dictates a lot of your weight stuff. I mean, there, I mean, I could, I could go into that a little bit, but it's, it's, so, you start to realize that calories are like the least of your, your focus. It becomes much broader than that. You know, they, um, yep. I have to tell you the study of these, of mice, like they do these, they have these notobiotic mice, which don't have a microbiome. And if you don't know what a microbiome is, it's like the bacteria that live in your body and, and it's particularly in your large intestine, the ones I'm talking about that affect your immune system. They can affect your personality that you have more microbes and cell than human cells. So they put uh, the microbiome of two human twins. So twins, an obese twin and a thin twin into these neurobiotic mouse, which means they didn't have a microbiome. So they're clean. They were clear slate. The one that got the, the fat twins microbiome became obese and the other one was thin. And then they swapped them. And the opposite happened. That's from your gut bacteria. So like when we, when you start understanding like how crazy our body is, it's, 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 it's just so much more fascinating than like, I'm going to eat the right number of macros today, you know? And I'm not, I'm not totally dismissing that. Like you said, like, there's not, it's not that there's no place for that. It's just, do those numbers come with the whole array of what makes you feel good. Right. Yeah. Cause there's, it's definitely, yeah. it's like the basic concept of like, you know, your body burns energy to survive. So if mm -hmm. it burns more energy than you put into it, then you'll, then it'll take from the stored energy it has, which is fat. That's right. But it's like, there's a lot more to, to that in that like, okay, well energy, how much energy is it actually burning? And what can you do in your yeah. life to influence that? And then, yeah. so there's a lot more to it than just, well, yes. if I, if I eat less calories today, I mean, yeah, if you eat like way less calories and starve yourself and over time, I guess you'll lose weight, but starving oh, isn't sure. fun. And I don't think yes. that's something I want to do. And that's not something no. anyone really wants to do. And so then, then you get like, you know, like we were saying before, then you kind of get into eating disorder territory. And so it's definitely dangerous. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it than that. And there's yeah. definitely a conversation to be had around lifestyle and how that influences yeah. your body and then how then your body will burn fat as a result. Or yeah, like fat, how much? You know, it depends. How, how good do you honestly feel and how could you yeah. feel better? Always the question. Exactly. <laughs> how could you feel even like even better? Even if you feel good, how could you feel even better? Exactly. Like what a cool challenge, huh? <laughs> it really is. I love that. And I think that is a good uh, point to, to end the episode. Uh, Marcy, I really appreciate you sharing these insights. I know it's something I'm sure on a lot of, um, people's minds, especially entrepreneurs. And so I think that there's a lot of value to be had from this conversation. So I appreciate you for that. For people who yeah. are 
interested in learning more about you and all the things that you're doing, where can they find you? Yeah. So I have a website, Marcy Luna Fitness, Marcy with a Y, uh, com, And that's where I actually teach exercise classes and I have over 200 exercise videos. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be doing some, some series work, like an eight week stronger program and stuff like that. That's the exercise piece. And then I have a course called re-energize your body. And we dive into all these things that I've been talking about and a challenge, a free challenge, take five days and try on drinking enough water, sleeping enough, doing a little meditation, adding in the exercise and just seeing how good you can feel. So all of that's available at uh, marcylunafitness.com. And then I'm on Facebook, Marcy Luna, Marcy Luna Fitness and Instagram at mlunafitness. Perfect. So, yeah. Well, thank you again, Marcy, for being willing to come on the podcast. Yeah, always happy to. Thank you so much, Evan. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.